This is a Soulfire production. Today, I have a very special guest on the podcast, Tiffany Gaines from Epiphany with Tiffany. If you are interested in shifting your vibration through your style, this is for you. This is something that has really, really changed my life in the last year has been really realizing the importance of how I dress, how I show up, what's in my environment, and the effect that has on my frequency. If you don't already know Tiffany, Tiffany is a holistic life and style coach. She helps people shift their energy, move through energetic blocks through lifestyle exploration, wardrobe styling, and energy cleansing. I first met Tiffany when she joined No BS Biz School a while back, (laughs) and she is so incredible. I loved getting to know her through the program, and then Later, I hired her as my stylist and she has helped me go through a few iterations of shifting my wardrobe and cleansing my energy by getting rid of the old stuff, the old energy I was still holding onto in my closet that I did not realize was affecting me so much. She has helped style me for photo shoots. She is just truly incredible. And I think that for anybody who is really looking to uplevel their brand, you should definitely, definitely talk to Tiffany. I found that changing the way I dressed just, I don't know what it was. I instantly showed up differently. I felt different and I started manifesting different things in uh, that I wanted because it was so much easier for me to feel the vibration that I wanted to feel all day long because I was dressing in a way that really reflected me and working with Tiffany and going through the process of just clearing out all of my old clothes, I realized how much I was holding on to. There were clothes in there that I had gotten during or before times when I was really sick mentally in terms of like depression and anxiety, and then also clothes from around the different times when I was struggling with my chronic illness, just like a lot of really dark times in my life. And I didn't realize how much holding on to that was really affecting me. And there are just lots of things in my closet that there wasn't anything necessarily wrong with, um, but it was still affecting me energetically. And I didn't realize that until I released it. Similarly for me, it's really powerful, like just in a new chapter of my life when I'm, um, you know, really shifting, it is very helpful for me to change a lot of things externally make all the changes at once. And one change really allows me to let myself fully show up in a new way. And so changing my wardrobe really has helped me a lot in this last year, really just like step into this, this, you know, expanded version of me is how, is how I'll describe it and continue to do that and really let myself express myself through my clothes. And I think so many of us have learned to not take up space or to stay small through the things that we wear because we don't want to be too much or we don't want to be made fun of. And this is something that we've talked about a lot in the mastermind I'm running right now, uh, the abundance expansion mastermind, just all of these moments as kids where we were told, you know, why are you wearing that? Why are you so dressed up? Where are you going? That's too much. Somebody making fun of, you know, our mismatched bright colored outfit, whatever it is. And that could be something for when you're three years old, but that stuff can stick with us and we can learn as we grow up, like, oh, I should dress in a certain way to not take up too much space, to not draw too much attention to myself, to not be too much. I should dress the way other people are dressing to fit in better, all different types of beliefs that that we can form. 
And I really believe that, you know, shifting the way you dress can make a huge, huge difference in your overall vibration. It's kind of wild how much so, but it's sort of like, you know, when you get a new haircut and you leave and you literally feel like you have, you're a new person and you can like clearly show your personality. I have had so many friends who will like change their outfits or get a haircut and they leave and they just have a pep in their step and they are feeling so much safer in just being all of themselves. It's almost like that gives them permission. They don't need the permission, but there's something about changing our physical appearance that allows us to show up in a different way. And so is the way that you are dressing, is the way that you are decorating your environment, is the way that you are expressing yourself physically, an accurate representation of how you feel internally and and how you want to feel all the time internally. I think most of us know the feeling at some point or another of whether it is your, your closet or your kitchen cabinets or some part in your house, that feeling of when you go through it and you just get rid of all the stuff that you've been hanging on to that you don't need anymore, or that's from a long time. And you just feel this wave of relief. This is a form of energetic cleansing. And a lot of people hold on to clothes from a long time ago. And that's not bad. (laughs) You know, it's not necessarily bad, but just to bring awareness to, is there any piece of me that's still holding on to this uh, because I'm not ready to move on or because just comfortable, but this really isn't me anymore. You know, we talk in this episode about Tiffany having an old wedding dress and what that represented to her. And I think that's just a really powerful example. So there's a lot of really, really good stuff that we're going to dive into in this episode. I adore her so much. And if you are looking to connect with her, you can find her on Instagram at epiphany with Tiffany and on her website, epiphany with Tiffany.com. Before we jump into it, I just wanted to give a quick reminder that I am hosting an energy protection masterclass on Sunday, October 3rd. I'm going to cover all things protecting your energy. This is going to be jam-packed, lots of information, how to cleanse and protect your energy fields, discernment. There'll be a live clearing. So if you have been interested in learning more about energetic protection across all dimensions and feeling like you can't tell what's yours versus someone else's, feeling like you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself um, energetically, psychically, all of those things, this is a really, really important thing that everybody learns. This is to me, like foundational for being, being an energetic being, which you all are. So I'm really, really excited uh, to take a deep dive in this masterclass on Sunday, October 3rd. If you haven't registered yet and you want to sign up, then you can do so via the link in the show notes. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And when you get that ticket, you'll get the replay as well. But I really encourage you to show up live. That's today's announcement. I know you are so excited to hear from Tiffany. So sit back and enjoy. Here is Tiffany Gaines. Tiffany T. Gaines. What's I'm up? So, I'm so excited to have you here. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it feels like a long time coming. It does because I was actually thinking earlier this morning, like how long have I known you? And you know, we started working together. You were my business coach last summer. Um, but prior to that, I was a big Christina fan because I found your paleo podcast back in the day when I was going down my (laughs) paleo holistic health rabbit hole journey. And it was so helpful to find someone in the space. And I just was like a big fan ever since then. And I think that was 
four or five years ago. Wow. Yeah. That was, I was thinking about that actually this morning. I was like, I've had two podcasts for much of my podcasting career, but yeah. I kind of like forget about that podcast straight up paleo. Straight up paleo. That's <laughs> so good. It was so such good. a fun podcast. It was so, so fun. fun. Um, yeah. and yeah, we met like, I feel like so many incredible people like found, found me through that show. So super grateful for that. Um, but that's, that's so cool. funny. Long yeah. time. Yeah. And here you are. Here I am. Here you are. <laughs> um, well, no, I know you pretty well, but I want to start off with some rapid fire questions oh, so that the audience can get, can get to know you a little bit. <laughs> Let's just really get in there. <laughs> yeah. They're easy. They're easy. Okay, uh, good. You know, so first, first things first, how do you like to start your day? Oh, good question. Um, coffee is an essential. I'm not going to be one of those people trying to cut it out of my diet. It's an essential <laughs> part of life. Um, so I would say the first thing I do is, well, Donnie, my dog comes, hops in the bed and we have a little cuddle time and then he knows what's up and he lets me have my coffee. And so I do that, um, make coffee, uh, and then take them on a nice walk outside. And I love the morning time, like early in the morning, just like getting some fresh air. Um, I have a cool neighborhood. I'm in Oakland. There's a Lake Merritt right by me. And then also just like the neighborhood. So that's what I like to do first. There you go. Get your, get your day off to a good coffee start. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your chosen coffee? It really doesn't matter. I'm not one of those like, Oh, it has to be this or that, uh, brand. It's a light roast typically. And I just like a pour over. So it's really basic, just pour over coffee. And then I froth up, uh, like a nut pods. Oh, there we mark. go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Love yeah. it. Simple. Simple. Perfect. I have my coffee right here, but a little late in the day for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I spread it out. I've been spreading it out. I'll like, I make this first thing when I get up, but look, I'm only this far down. So yeah, I'm, I admire people that can savor it that long. I'm like a (laughs) chugger. I'm like, let's go. (laughs) It's better for me. It's better for me. It's gotta, you know, just ride it off the couch. (laughs) I'm sure it's better for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Love it. Okay. Next, this is good for you. What's a product you're into right now? It could be food, clothing item, a skincare book, any physical thing. I feel like I've already talked about this on my blog, but I'm so obsessed right now with the lymphatic system <laughs> and like washa specifically mm. for your face. So another component of my morning routine is, uh, I do a gua sha routine with my, I have like a, a jade tool mm-hmm. and I feel like it just helps so much with waking up, uh, you know, I'm really puffy in the morning. So like getting rid of puffiness in my face and just like getting the lymphatic system going. And there's this book called the book of lymph. And it's just like an amazing, um, you learn so much about it because I, what I didn't know and what most people don't know is that it has to be stimulated by massage or movement, um, to get it going. And it really helps with like releasing toxins and keeping you youthful in the face and all of that. So I'm obsessed because I'm about to turn 40. And so we're doing all of the the (laughs) self-care facial things right now. It's so wild to me because you do not look your age at all. Like it freaks me. It freaks me the fuck out on honestly, because I thought you were like 27 for, I think I was just talking about this last weekend. I'm like, I think everyone's 27. (laughs) When we first met, we had a zoom call and you were like, wait, 
you, you're not yeah. the age that you say like, and I was, I, you know, I credit it to uh, good lighting also, you know, good food, good, good, healthy diet. Yeah. Um, I take care of myself as best I can. I also will fully disclose that I get Botox on my forehead and I feel mm. like that's something that people don't talk about enough. And it's important mm. to share these things. Cause it's not like, let's not try and hide that. That yeah. happens. I don't get filler or anything like that, but mm-hmm. you know, I think yeah. also just, I also notice, and you might have an experience with this. Um, when I started going through a healing journey, uh, after kind of hitting a rock bottom in my health a few years ago, the better I started understanding who I was at my core and like healing the different parts of myself emotionally, that was when physically I started like coming to life. And I, I felt like I actually, um, looked a little bit younger, uh, as a result, which was just not an unintended side effect, but a a great one. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, there's so much that goes into that. It's like, I've kind of talked about that this here and there, but everybody has made comments about how I look different and my, my face looks different. And I mean, a a lot of that I think is energy work, but you know, whenever you like brain rewiring, anyone who goes through that, like you just like shed layers, you just shed layers, you know? So I totally, totally agree with that. Um, but it's just always wild to me. It's so cool. I feel like all my clients, like everybody looks so young compared to like their age and it just goes to show, you know, take care of yourself. I will soak that up right now. Thank yeah, you. No, you look amazing. And <laughs> thank I'm you. curious you about the too. Gua Sha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Me, my, you too, by the way. <laughs> my spry 26 year old self. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm like laughing because this might be TMI, but I think it's funny. I'm oh, laughing at the, lim- at the lymphatic thing because in the NTA, um, when, I, when we learn about the lymphatic system and stimulating it, there was like this whole section on like, like laying over your bed and then like massaging your boobs so that you could get the lymphatic system going with your boobs, like, like needing to move your boobs. So you'd like lay over the side of your bed and then your boobs are hanging and then you need to like <laughs> massage them. You're going to have to send me that technique. I'm not aware of that specific technique. Although I, you know, it talks about in the book, it's like when you wear bras, most women wear underwire bras. Um, and that is the worst thing you can do for your lymphatic system because it just blocks any type of circulation. And there's different, um, massages you can do like in the armpit area to like help with that, but don't wear underwire bras as much as you can. Yeah. I never wear one. I Oh, well, you know, you well, know, it really depends on how big your girls are. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Sometimes I need an underwear because my girls aren't messing around. <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing, but anyway, lymphatic system tips. Okay. I love it. I haven't gotten, I, it. I haven't gotten into the washa, but I'm very curious about it because I feel like everybody talks about it. And I'm like, is that, is that worth my time? Like but I trust you. I Mm. notice a big difference. Mm. Uh, I really do. And, you know, I was really struggling with, like I was saying, puffiness and I have, you know, pretty pronounced cheeks anyways, but I was struggling with like puffiness in the lower part of my face, like my jaw area and like Mm. under my jaw. And it's really helped with Def carving definition. It's, you know, listen, it's not plastic surgery. It's subtle. <laughs> it's not like you got a facelift. Let's, <laughs> let's not over dramatize it. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it's definitely helpful. It's a nice, subtle. Upkeep. Okay. 
Okay. Maybe I'll try it out. Then. Highly recommend. Okay. Love it. There we go. It's okay, also, next, yeah. Wait, one thing I want to say, because I feel like this might help you integrate it. One thing that I like about it is that it's intentional time with myself mm-hmm. to look at myself in the mirror in the morning and say nice, like words of affirmation to myself. Like, I know that sounds really cheesy, but we're often so harsh on ourselves or we look at ourselves and we're picking ourselves apart. But there's something about when you're doing that self-care practice, I'm like reminding myself all the things I like about myself. I'm, you know, trying to be nice to myself and kind. And it's like that, it's like a specific set of time, five to 10 minutes in the morning where I'm getting that in. And it really changes the energy of my mindset for the day. Mm, Yeah, no, I think that's super important to, to mention. And it's, I mean, it's like a different form of meditation, really. Exactly. So whatever gets you into that state, I like that because that's a good time to do the affirmations. Totally. Um, Doesn't sound corny to me. You know me. Yeah. You're into it. I'm so into it. (laughs) Your audience will be into it too. (laughs) Okay. Love that. Well, you kind of already mentioned the lymphatic system, but maybe you can give me something else. What's a topic you're really into right now? A topic. Well, I mean, I guess a lot I'm obsessed with energetics, you know, that's what really inspired my business. Um, and just kind of in general in life, what I've noticed around me is literally everything we experience in life is an energetic exchange. And once that really clicked for me about a year, year and a half ago, I'm seeing the world so differently. And when I can tie literally every relationship or past relationship in my life or job opportunity or successes or, or, um, not successes, I can tie it back to energetics. And that literally fascinates me and I can't shut up about it. (laughs) Same. What, what do you feel like helped it click for you? Like when you said it clicked like a year and a half ago, I think, you know, part of it was some of the the material in your no BS biz school container that was super eye-opening. I think it's a combination of that. Um, the work I've done with my own, my own, uh, coach, the readings that I've done. And then also last year spending so much time at home and particularly my environment, noticing the energy in my environment and how, if I switched things around or added th- added things or removed things or released things or cleared things, how it shifted the entire dynamic of not only what my apartment looked like, but how it felt and then therefore how productive I was and my mindset uh, and outlook would change. And that was really curious to me. And I spent a lot of time writing about it. Um, yeah. And it's just kind of gone from there. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. It's, it may, it's made a huge difference for me too. I'm curious, has there been like, could you give an example of something you switched up in your environment that you noticed a big difference with like an example of how that played out? Sure. Um, well in general, I mean, this is, this can go way back for me, but, um, I kind of went through a phase where after, my last serious relationship ended a few years ago. Um, I got rid of 80% of my belongings, like very quickly. I was very heartbroken and upset and feeling really lost and 
too quickly got rid of everything and um, moved into this studio apartment, not the place I'm living now, but I, it was all white walls and I didn't buy anything. I just had like a bed and a kitchen table and I sat in there and it was just this like all white room. And it was almost like for me being a really creative person, always interested in color and wild, like luxe, vibrant prints and gold and uh, cheetah things. Like it was a very um, drastic change for me. And I realized now so much of that was because I was grieving kind of not only that relationship, but so many areas in my life that I hadn't been looking at. And so when I moved into this apartment that I'm currently at, I had slowly been starting to uh, bring in some of my favorite, like, you know, color and things back into my life. And the more that I was doing inner child work, interestingly enough, the more it was sparking the urgent need to, to get more color into my apartment. But an example of that last summer is my living room was still very, very neutral colors, um, tans, whites, creams. And I was just like, I need color in my living room. And so I gave myself a really small budget. I think it was like $250, nothing wild. And I went to, I think it was like world market and like target and urban outfitters. And I, and vintage shopping. And I got a bunch of random stuff that I was, that was just calling to me as I was shopping. And I took my time. I actually went once played around with things, sat with it, meditated, went back and then got the things I wanted to get. And then I spent an afternoon just adding colorful pillows on my couch, adding, um, you know, a colorful picture, painting, adding that to the wall. And it just shifted everything in my apartment and not only in my apartment, but all of a sudden I had all this energy. I had been feeling so lackluster and confused in my business, like my niche. I was in a health coaching program, being, um, getting my certification to be a health coach. And I wasn't feeling inspired in the program and it turned everything around and it helped me, you know, piece together that I could bring and uh, my fashion background and bridge that into this coaching certification. And none of that would have happened. I don't think if I hadn't switched up the energy and my environment because yeah, so it was powerful for super powerful for me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I kind of, it's funny because like, you know, I've seen you on zoom for her. You know, my living room. Yeah. I know your living room. And it's like, I'll always say, I'm like, Oh, I feel like that's different. Or that looks a little bit. And I've been like noticing it's like, like things getting added in, but surely. And even like, I feel like you, I was watching you get re-inspired with your own wardrobe again, which was, Mm -hmm. which was cool for me. Cause I feel like when we first, I remember our very first zoom call, like I, I remember it clear as day. And it was so like, it was, I remember everything was just like white and brown. Yes. It was just white and brown. Yes. And it's been really cool to see it like transition. And I feel like you, I I was seeing externally, like you light up and like, like it was like, you had life back to your face. The more you were adding patterns and color, like into your environment, I could, I could see it. And so it's been interesting. That's really, that's cool that it's noticeable to people that have seen some of that transformation because um, you know, I, I notice it a little bit, but to some people, I think it's way more noticeable, mm-hmm. um, as, as they're watching as an outsider, but, you know, I think reconnecting to my inner child was a game changer for me. I did this exercise last summer that my coach had me do where 
she was like, make a mood board, um, of like what your inner child was like, like, what was she all about? Like, what was her deal? And as soon as she said collage, I was like, oh my God, yes. Cause I <laughs> love making collages. That was like one of my favorite things to do as a kid. And so I got some childhood pictures out and then every, and I got some, a bunch of magazines and I just went for it. And it was like, the end result was just this like bold, bright, colorful, uh, poster board of like prints and so much fun. And as soon as that happened, everything shifted for me. Cause I realized I had been keeping that part of me locked away. And I was just like this shell of myself. And I think it happens to a lot of us, you know, you go through things in life that are challenging or heartbreaking or, or, uh, really difficult and painful. And you, you start being scared to step into life. And so Mm -hmm. then you become almost a shell of yourself. And if you're not doing the work I've noticed in my own life to look at that and to reconnect back to who you were before a lot of those things happen, you kind of lose sense of who you are, like what you even like anymore. Like I knew my living room Brown and in neutrals wasn't me, but I didn't even know who I was anymore. And it really took doing that work to reconnect back to my core. And then that just took a life on, on its own. Mm, I love that. I feel like I had like when we had worked together, I, I think I said this too, like a lot of the pieces that you had picked out for me, it remind, I don't know what it was. Well, I do know some of what it was, but it was like, it brought out this whole inner child thing in me that I had forgotten about. And a lot of the things that you picked out, I was like, this is what I used to, well, obviously not exactly what I used to dress like, but the things that I used to be really drawn to, uh, when I was more creative with what I was, with what I was wearing. And it was like, I don't even know it brought, it just like brought something out in me. And like, it's funny because I was thinking about this. I have this, I have this, like, (laughs) I don't think I've showed you this, but I have this like ridiculous pink dress. It's like this bright pink dress that looks straight up like a baby doll dress. Like it's like a child (laughs) dress. And I, I am obsessed with it. And I'm just like, and when I was like cleaning out my closet, I'm like, maybe I should get rid of this because I would never wear this in public. And then I'm like, no, because every time I put it on, I literally feel like I'm five again and I'm obsessed with it. And I'll just like wear it in the house. Like or I mean, I'll wear it like you can't. It looks fine. Like, you know, this way up. Yeah. But, Zoom, Zoom yeah. life. It's great. Yeah. Zoom life. It's great. But it's just funny because I, I can tell my entire energy changes. And it's like, it's like that dress brings out the little kid in me. Like, right. Like, I feel like I'm five again in the best way. I love um, it. Yeah. And so I definitely felt that. I remember, yeah. yeah, when we worked together and I can't tell you this happens. I want to say it with every single client that I've worked with so far, it's like, there's something about the older we get, we repress the things that made us really happy for whatever reason. And sometimes it happens because, you know, we go through health challenges and a lot of, you know, chronic health stuff. Like I've struggled with weight fluctuations and, and then you're just not feeling well. So you just want to wear a lot of black and baggy clothes and like not really put a lot of time into like what makes you feel good. But when you can reconnect back to before any of that happened, what were the things that brought you true joy? Those things are still want wanting you to wear them. Um, it's about opening up your mindset to being able to feel empowered to wear them. And, you know, I had this one client I met with a couple of weeks ago and she really wanted to wear hats 
like large hats. Cause I was telling her like, I think hats would look so cool on you. Like you should get some hats. And she's like, my mom used to tease me whenever I'd wear a hat growing up. And so I stopped wearing them. And that is like such a common thing, whether it's a parent or a sibling or someone at school. Like I used to get teased a lot for my outfits at school. It's like that will shut us down creatively and make us think that we can't wear those things. And then we'll never have the courage to wear them again. And after we worked together, she bought a bunch of hats and she's like rocking them. And it's about like those inner critic voices are going to come up telling you that you look silly or not to wear them. If you can accept that those will come up and then also say, and I'm going to try wearing it anyways and see how I feel. And if you notice that your energy shifts, which usually it does, you're supposed to be wearing that hat. Mm, You know, I used to be obsessed with hats. Okay. When I was like a freshman, sophomore in college, I had so many big floppy hats and I was obsessed with them and I would wear a bright red lip and a big floppy hat. Yes. And it was my favorite thing. You know, I'm like, I think I'm so, I think I'm hot shit. I'm in Santa Monica and my floppy hat. And I'm like, you know, 19, I'm ridiculous, but I loved it. And people would make fun of me. And then I right. stopped wearing it. It takes, you know, it, that's yeah. all it takes. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. We give, so we give our power away when we let other people's opinions Uh, dictate what we do. And the funny thing is behind that is if they're making fun of it, it's because they're insecure about, well, I can't wear a hat Mm -hmm. like that. Or I wore a hat like that. And I got teased once. So now I'm going to tease this person. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really more about them than about you or the hat. As the weather has been changing and also I have been traveling a little bit in different climates, I'm paying extra attention to my electrolyte balance, which is something that I keep in mind all the time and truly changed my life. This is why I'm obsessed with elements. These are, in my opinion, the absolute best electrolytes on the market. I drink one packet a day, if not more, for so many reasons. When you're on a whole foods-based diet, a lot of people have random symptoms like cramps, headaches, tiredness, hunger. Because their electrolytes aren't balanced, especially if you're low carb, which I am not, but it used to be for a long time. But even now on a higher carb diet, I don't get as much salt from my food naturally. So I definitely want to pay attention to my electrolytes. I'm also pretty active and I do a lot of energy work. And when you're moving a lot of energy, it is so important to stay really, really hydrated. If you've ever had an energy healing session before, you've probably heard your healer tell you to make sure you drink a ton of water. So for me, between channeling and energy work, I have to really, really stay on top of my electrolytes. I drink a ton of water and drinking too much water without paying attention to electrolytes can cause me personally to get headaches or I get edema. My my ankles will get really swollen. And then when you add on my activity on top of that, this is key, key, key for me. What I love is that it tastes incredible and there's none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS just the way I like it. And I love so many of their flavors. They taste so good. My favorites are the watermelon, the citrus, the raspberry. And a lot of people have been asking me about how I use the chocolate. I actually love to put that in other drinks like my coffee. It tastes so good. There's a reason why Navy SEALs teams, US Olympic teams, NFL teams, NBA teams, tech leaders, and everyday health enthusiasts. There's a reason why they all love Element so much, and it's because it's so good and it makes you feel amazing. And if you haven't already looked into balancing your electrolytes, I wouldn't be surprised if when you start focusing on it, you notice you have more energy, more mental clarity, and just feel better overall, because that is my experience. It gives me a ton of mental clarity, and I just feel 
so much better and it tastes so good. So if you have not yet tried out Elements, you can try it totally risk-free. You can get an Element sample pack for the cost of just shipping if you go to drinkelement.com slash CTC, and that is spelled D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash CTC. Each sample pack includes eight packets of elements, two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored. And again, you just pay shipping. You can try out all of those flavors. So again, if you want to get your hands on my favorite electrolytes, then head to drinkelement.com, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash C-T-C. I think the other thing though that can affect it is the health issues. You know, yes, like we, big one. we had talked about that before and like, Maybe you could share more about how that affected, because I know you have your own health journey and that mm-hmm. probably affected your relationship with style. Oh, how did that time. come into play? Yeah, I mean, I w- I've always been kind of a style forward person. You know, I, I majored in fashion in college and I started my career in, in the fashion industry working for Marc Jacobs. So fashion was always a big part of my deal. And even when I pivoted to marketing and, and I did a, a career in that, I was always dressing up and, and I loved style and it was always important to me. Again, referencing this, this breakup, which really is funny because it's, it's not so much about the breakup or the person. It's more about what the timing of that. I was in my mid thirties at the time and my dad had passed away, uh, you know, nine years ago now, but back then a few years before. And so I wasn't all of this grief from that relationship. We were getting married. We didn't get married. Um, all of these things in life were kind of catching up with me. And of course, at the same time, I started developing all of these health issues. I had been, you know, numbing myself for years and years. Um, you know, I've struggled with mental health a lot, um, since childhood, but I, particularly after my dad passed away and rather than dealing with a lot of the grief, I was on a cocktail of antidepressants and benzos and sleeping pills. And, um, I got off all of those, the ex fiance and I broke up. I had to move out of the place that we shared together into the studio. And I started developing all of these health issues. I had, um, you know, HBA axis dysregulation or whatever you call it. I had gut infections. I had SIBO. I had um, hypothyroidism and a laundry list of things. And I wasn't sleeping. I had lost like 30 pounds from where I'm at now. So I was really really quite thin at that time, but feeling, you know, when, you know, when you have like SIBO or gut issues, you feel really gross and bloated all the time. And I just retreated to wearing pretty much only black clothes for four years, um, or some variation of that very simple. And that would show up at work. You know, I would have, I was working at a corporate company at the time and we'd have these you know, dressy events like these galas, or we'd have these conferences and I'd have to have a week's worth of like on point outfits. And I used to really love getting ready for things like that and traveling, doing all that. And I would just dread it because I didn't know what my style was anymore. All I wanted to wear was black clothing. I was so uncomfortable, um, in my body. I had all these symptoms just flaring all the time and I never felt well. And so I just, 
felt like, and now knowing so much about color and what each color kind of represents, black is really, you know, we typically see it associated with grief. You know, you wear it to a funeral or whatever. Um, also, it's just really a protective color. It's like I was kind of cocooning myself in this studio apartment with no no um, real belongings and just stripped down to black clothing, got rid of all of my clothes and Um, It wasn't until I started healing from some of those uh, chronic things that I even started feeling like I wanted to get dressed again in like actual outfits. Um, But again, I didn't really know what my style was anymore. And I was like default to like made well all the time to like get something that had color in it. And then all of a sudden I just had this closet and it was like so much like made well stuff. And I was like, this is not who I am. Like, what am I like? I've lost, I literally thought I lost my style. I'm like, I guess I don't have style. Like, I don't know what my style was, but it really was connecting back to my core, the inner child work that really brought me back to understanding what my style was. And at, at its root, if, if I can get in touch with my inner child every morning, I can put together an outfit, but the Mm. days that I can't do that, which still happens all the time, I'll wear black and, or something comfortable and casual. And I'll just move forward and trust that it's not going to happen every day. Mm. Do you feel like getting back in touch with your style and, and changing, um, what you're wearing and your environment. Cause I know you're into interior design too and stuff, but do you feel like that actually helped you heal? hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And it didn't come into play until the very end. Not that I'm still healing, let's be honest, but, um, towards after getting through this massive hump of like four years of like working with a functional medicine doctor, doing all these healing protocols, um, not seeing a lot of progress after a certain period of time and getting really frustrated there. Once that was brought in, it was like, now we're cooking, like yeah. things were happening much quicker. Yeah. I mean, I asked that because I feel like I saw that. I feel like you witnessed that last summer. Yeah. Because I know when we first met, like there were still lingering things and it was like, you had done all the traditional Mm -hmm. stuff. And I was just like, Oh, she's got a, she's, she's going to energy heal this right in her own way. There was so much, um, energy, energetic blocks in my body. And there still are, I'm still working through it that are just, you know, it's generational at this, at a certain degree, but also just for me, I had, you know, some ups and downs in my childhood that were unpleasant. And then, you know, some stuff in my, like everyone does in my adulthood that have been really hard. And I think I am, I now wear it with a badge of honor. I'm a tender hearted person, AKA super sensitive, AKA very empathic as well. But you know, super sensitive feeler, tenderhearted people. It sometimes just takes us a minute to like really be able to hold the space that is needed to tune into all the stuff that you're holding in your body that needs to be released. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yoga was also a really big help for me that helped me reconnect to my body, um, get more grounded in myself. My, the breath movement thing is so healing. Um, that was another big player, but yeah, you really witnessed a lot of it last summer and, you know, last year was so hard for so many reasons, but I think I needed some of that forced time, uh, in isolation by myself. I live alone outside of Donnie, of course. Um, 
where I had to sit and look at it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I probably would have just still been scratching the surface, even though I was doing a lot and have done a lot of work with the uh, emotional stuff. And I've seen therapists for years and stuff like that. It really, that the isolation, um, move the needle, I think, because it was so hard. <laughs> I had to look yeah. at it. Yeah. I mean, that was the, you know, blessing amidst all of it. I think for a lot of people, it's like, you right. can't hide anymore. Right. Um, I mean, speaking of which, so where's your wedding dress? So that's a, a fun story. It's, it's no longer in this apartment. However, it was up until last summer. And, um, Ooh, so that was loaded. So the interesting thing, so, you know, this was my, my second wedding that I planned. I had been engaged a previous time to a high school, uh, love and that wedding also never came to fruition, but the dress we, you know, we had gotten as far as, you know, sending the invites out the dress and all of that. I gave the dress to uh, a friend of the family's, uh, that was getting married. They needed a dress. And so that was taken care of this time. I was having a really hard time letting go of the dress and I was so uncomfortable with why, because the relationship clearly, um, wasn't going to, we weren't going to get back together. Um, and I had thought I had accepted that. So why am I having so much trouble getting rid of this thing? And my sister was so kind. She kept the dress at her house in her, in a spare closet for me, um, for years. So I wouldn't have to look at it. Every time I would go over to their house, I would go peek at it. And it would just give me this like anxious feeling in my heart. Like I, it was like, I, it was like grief that I knew I wasn't dealing with. And then I would just like close it and I'd be like, oh, okay, she hasn't said anything. So I'm going to just let her keep it a little bit longer. When I got to this apartment, I had a little bit more space. It's a one bedroom <laughs> instead of a studio. So I had a little bit more space. So I was like, I can't keep this the, keep her keeping the dress for me. I need to get it back and deal with it. So I got it from her and I was like, I'll deal with this like in a couple of weeks. And then a, a year goes by pretty much. Um, it was still in my closet and I was just like, what is the deal with this? So last summer I started looking at it. I took it out of its, you know, wrapper it's, it's covering. And I hung it on my door in my bedroom and I just spent time with it. And I actually, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I hugged it and I breathed into it. And I started thinking about what are all the memories attached to this dress that need to come up right now. And it brought up so many things. It brought up, you know, uh, you know, of course getting married to this person that I deeply loved and and never got to it, it remind, it brought up, um, you know, never being able to have my dad walk me down the aisle because he passed away. It brought up, um, you know, being in my late thirties and not being married and being single and, and, and that being challenging for me. And so it brought up all of this grief that I had been not wanting to deal with. And so I, let those feelings come up. And I fully experienced what I thought the day would have been, what I thought it would feel like to have my dad walk me down the aisle, what I thought it might be like, um, to be married right now and and how that would feel. And I really let myself feel into that and grieve it. And then also say, okay, you know, with gently, 
it's time to say goodbye and release the stress because it's holding you back. I, I think it was literally holding me back from, uh, you know, of course, a partnership, a relationship, but also just parts of myself that needed to be released and healed. And, and so I could move forward. And, um, so I cleansed the dress with Sage and I do this, I guide clients through this with their closets. Um, sometimes there's also a wedding dress involved. Usually it's a divorce or something like that, but you'd be surprised if people hold on to these things and it totally makes sense. They're so nostalgic. Um, and then I called the wedding shop where I got it from. And I said, can I bring this dress to you? Would you have a need for it of any kind? And the lady remembered me and she's like, yes, there is sometimes there's brides and needs that come in and, and they need a dress and we would love to donate it. I mean, it's still the tags on it hadn't been altered yet. So I drove it up there and I had my mom come with me. So I wasn't by myself, which was really nice and gave her back the dress. And I I'm hopeful because I cleansed it. I wanted to clear my own energy off of it for the bride that might get the chance to wear it. The release I felt that day when I did that was pro found. Not only, I think, you know, of course I was proud of myself for finally taking care of something on my to-do list, but I think it was allowing myself to realize how much that dress meant to me, even if it was embarrassing, even if it was shit, like, even if I felt shame about it, because it's so many years had gone by, it had been, I think about four, four or five years since the wedding didn't happen that it would have happened. So it was quite a bit of time that I was hanging on to this dress and it just showed me, you know, how much we hold on to things in our environments, whether they're clothes, furniture, pictures, whatever. And sometimes we're holding on to it and it's actually not a good thing. It's eating away at us and it's, it's, it's hurting us. It's making us unhealthy and it's, it's, um, preventing us from moving forward in our lives in ways that we need to. And, and that's not to say I'm dismissing that person or that relationship or what that part of my life would have been like. It's more about accepting what your life is and releasing the past so that you can move forward. Yeah, man, it's so, it's so powerful, honestly. And I mean, I think in the last year, this is something that just intuitively, I mean, I've been super interested in, I brought it up because it's been coming through so strongly intuitively. And like, my guides are always like, like cleanse this out, get rid of this, get rid of these old things. Like it's time to, to create space for new things. And I think most people hold on to a lot of things that they don't need anymore, you know, and, and that's definitely like for me with just objects, like just holding on to random things, but then clothes. And it's like, we had talked about, you know, I'm like, I have, I have, I still have clothes from high school. Like I had clothes from when I was super sick for years and it's like, I'm still putting that on. And what energy is this, is this still holding, you know? And I see this a lot too, with people who, I mean, for me, it was more, the intention was just like, I wasn't thinking about it and there's nothing wrong with the clothes. So I just wasn't getting rid of it. Right. But then there's like, um, you know, I think a lot of people hold on to the past in that way. Right. It's like you, when you see somebody who's dressing, you know, like clearly that those are their clothes 20 years ago. Right. Or holding on to the things because, you know, well, what if I lose weight? Right. Things like that. Um, <laughs> that is literally the number one thing I, yeah. I, I, I can go on a tangent on that, but, and I've experienced it myself. I still wrestle with this. I have a, mm-hmm. a pair of jeans right now where I'm like, 
let's real talk. It's time to release these yeah. pants because yeah. every time I try them on, they're like a little bit too tight. They don't feel good. Certainly if I sit down, they feel awful and I feel terrible. And all it does is it, for me, it reminds me of like, well, God, I used to fit in these comfortably. They were loose. Like I've just let myself go, like brings up all this shame that doesn't need to be there. And then you're staying energetically tied to this mm-hmm. part of you that just simply doesn't exist anymore. It, it's mm-hmm. not your current reality. And you're punishing yourself every time you're trying to revisit it. It's like a daily reminder. People keep the, uh, keep them on the shelf and they see them every morning when they get dressed, they're like, there's those pair of pants. I'll never fit in again. And it's like, Oh, let's shame ourselves. That's perfect Mm -hmm. part. The perfect thing to shame yourself with to start the day. It's like, and it's so we all do it and it's, it's so easy to do, but it's also so unhelpful. And the more we can make peace with that and, and get rid of those things. And I'll question myself too. I'll call myself out. Like, why are you having a hard time getting rid of these jeans? What's that all about? And I'll get my journal out and I'll sit there for five minutes and like journal what comes up because it's more loaded than the jeans. And, you know, some people do get really like, well, I spent their designer jeans or I spent money on these. Like they're in perfectly good condition. It's, it's wasteful. And it's like, well, first of all, please don't throw any of the clothes away. And, you know, there's so many great places you can donate, um, you know, jeans to, but you're, you're really just wasting the potential of how you can feel Mm -hmm. if you wear things that make you feel good and that fit you properly and that don't make you feel bad about yourself. So I would call that a win. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I also think about, it's like, okay, let's say you're holding on to those pants in case you lose the weight. Right. But then let's say you do lose the weight. Are you still going to want those old pants? Are you going to want something with new energy? Like, yeah, you're going to want to celebrate and get a new pair of pants. You're going to be over those pants anyways. That's, that's another good point. Um, And another thing, you know, people hold on to, and I did this for a while last summer, I got rid of everything, but I had all of my corporate clothes still because they were all in perfect condition, all these like blazers and business pants. And it's like, when am I, this is not my life anymore. Like I'm going (laughs) to, I work at home. Like when am I going to wear these things? And so I think sometimes it's like, I'm full advocate of like, keep one or two things that you really like. And you think you might find a thing to wear, but get rid of everything else. And actually one of the tricks that when we worked together, the second time that you came up with that I've used with other clients, that's super helpful is when there are items on the like closet cleanse list where you're really struggling. Like, I don't know if I can get rid of this yet. I I don't know if I'd still wear it again or not pop them in a, another closet, not your everyday closet, but like a hall closet. Um, or just even like in a storage bin, that you can revisit in six months and you have to revisit in six months. And if you haven't revisited it within the six months, you don't need it. But sometimes people need to baby step the process a little bit because it it is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, that was super helpful for me. And I think, man, it brought up so much for me in, well, first of all, okay. My process to share like how I felt during it. Right. Yeah, It's like, I mean, it was a professional thing. Right. But it was like an identity thing. And I think if you take something like, like manifesting, right. Or like shifting identity or making any new change, like it's easier to 
make more changes at once. Like if I want to start journaling in the morning, it would also be easier if I also started waking up at a different time. Like if I start making multiple changes, it's easier to make them all at once. Like batch it. Yeah. Yeah, Like batch it because it's like, oh, I'm already doing something different. Right. That's like when people go on vacation, it's easier for them to like change up their morning routine because they're in a totally different environment. Right. So true. And for me, like changing my clothes, it was like an instantaneous, like, oh, I'm actually like embodying this different version of me who, how I see myself. And I feel that way. And I can like feel it through my clothes. And it, it was almost like, um, you know, made me just feel like I was anchoring more into that new identity. Right. It's like, if you dress up, um, I don't know in whatever style, like, let's say you're like dressing up really like professionally, like you feel different. Right. When I wear my, when I wear my big meditation dress, right. Like I feel different. I feel different. Right. And I was starting to really notice like every day, just wearing my, my leggings and my t-shirt and it's fine. It's fine, but it wasn't doing anything for me energetically. Exactly. Right. It was actually just making me feel more tired and more like blah and more exactly same shit every day. And I started to notice that when I started, when I changed my clothes, I would wake up and I would be more productive and I would have more energy. Like I would literally have more energy. I would show up differently on camera. Like I, even if nobody else could see what I was wearing, right. It was like, I was stepping into, um, this next version of myself that I, I, I felt internally, but it was like, I couldn't express it. And that was blocking me from, from fully embodying it. Right. Um, and so, and there's something to right with all of this imposter syndrome people have, right. There's so much in that, but like, if you dress the part, you start to, it's easier to believe that you are fulfilling that that role, right? Like if you feel like it, if you look the part, then you play the part. It's so so true. It's like, you know, fake it till you make it. I'm not a huge fan of that expression, but it's actually true to a certain point. You kind of have to fake your, your conscious mind so that your subconscious mind can catch up because it's our subconscious mind that has all the blocks that is keeping us in this lower vibration. And if we can trick our conscious mind, like, okay, we're dressing up. We are putting more intention into what we're wearing today. We're going to show up differently for our day. We're going to show up differently at work. We're going to show up differently in our relationships. And it's not to be underrated. It's, um, it's actually one of the most powerful things. And for me, a hack that I do, sometimes I'll just dress up quote unquote for, the zoom call or for the appointments that I had or for half of my day, then the other half of my day. Sure. Because I am still at home. I will let myself put the leggings on and like, that's cool. But I also notice when I do that, my brain, it's like almost this, uh, signaling happens where it's like, okay, we're winding down the day. And so Mm -hmm. I notice I'm not as productive. I'm sitting cross-legged on the couch. Maybe the TV is kind of on, or I'm like Mm -hmm. texting with people and I'm not as on fire or engaged as I was when I had like, you know, this Mm -hmm. intentional outfit on that made me feel just more inspired to show up in my day. And it's, it can even be little things like makeup, like, you know, so much of this goes back to working from home this past year, but you know, how many of us have gone, you know, the whole week and you're not wearing any makeup, your hair is in a bun. You know, I wash my hair once a week. So it's easy for me by day three or four to just throw it in a bun and like not care. But if the days that I do that and I'm not wearing makeup and I'm just like, I feel like blah, like so low energy, low vibration the whole day. And then I'm 
mad at myself that I didn't get everything done or why, why don't I feel good? And it's like, as soon as I put on a bright outfit or even hot pink leggings or something. So I'm still wearing leggings because I don't want to wear pants. It changes everything. It's like, I just need, like, you just got to switch it up, go outside for a few minutes, switch up your environment, throw on something colorful when in doubt. And I swear it works. It's like, it just helps spark things. Oh, totally. I remember in college, my roommates used to always be like, why do you on a weekend when you're literally not going outside, you're just studying all day. Why are you putting on a full face of makeup? And I would be like, because if I don't, I will fall asleep. Like the second I put on my makeup, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like there's something about it where I'm like, I'm focused. I can stay awake. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And it probably makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. I, I like looking at my face more when I have makeup on. I just do like, you know, it just, it's helpful. I'm thankful for it. It's a great invention. I appreciate (laughs) it very much. Um, it does help me feel more confident. So why not use those tools for what they are and, Mm -hmm. and allow them to help us get through the day? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think some of the other stuff that came up, like there came a point and I told you this, I just felt energetically, like I was being intuitively called, like they were like, get rid of all this. Like all of the stuff that was, it's like, it's still cute. It's still like goes with your style. Right. But it's not full, like goddess vibes cancel, get rid of it. And I freaked, I freaked the fuck out. Right. I'm like, this feels aggressive. And I'm like, I don't think I can dress up like this every day. Like this is a lot. Right. Like, and then it's like, visibility, right? Like getting triggered with visibility. And then I'm like, well, why does it matter? Right. Because it felt, it was more me realizing that it was going to call attention to me because of other people. It was more like, oh, if I just change my, the way I dress, other people are going to comment on it. Cause it's going to be like such a 180. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then me feeling like, oh wait, is that, is that too much? Right. Like if I wear my like goddess gown every single day right. and then it's like, what the fuck is that? I don't give a shit what other people think. Right. And it was just realizing like, whoa, that it was a big identity shift actually, um, to step into that. And I realized like, okay, all of the just, you know, neutral, like just neutral, plain clothes that are, that were just fine. Um, if I was going to be pushed to actually dress, like dress up every single day, like what is that bringing up in me? Right. And for me, it was a lot of identity stuff. It was really identity stuff. And it was like, for me, it was like, it was representative. I am no more letting myself hide in the shadows, you know, and I've had personally, a lot of that stuff come up just as with with the book and, and the Oracle cards and just a lot more things that I'm feeling coming that to me is like, oh, more you know, I'm going to be seen by more people. And I have, I have pulled back a lot energetically. It's been like a lot of emotional things for me. And I was feeling that mirrored with just like my clothes, right. That I it's, it was me seeing it every day, nobody else, but I'm like, wow, the same things, um, are are kind of being triggered here. And this is something I need to look at. Yeah. I I love that, that you picked up on that. And I actually really loved working with you because you were so guided by your intuition, the whole process, um, which is always so helpful. And for me too, and, you know, I've noticed in my own life and it's so common and I see it a lot. um, We are sometimes scared to show up the way we want to show up because we're afraid that others are going to think we're being too extra, too dressed up, doing too much. And I can't tell you how many times, um, throughout my life, I've had people 
tell me I'm too dressed up, uh, act annoyed, tell me to go change. I've had like ex-boyfriends tell me I was like too dressed up to like go to one of their shows that they were performing at. And they want, they thought I was like being too extra or something. And it hurt me to my core because I thought that I was embarrassed. Like I felt shame. And I was like, gosh, you know, I was just trying to show up and like, feel really good and like, and like support my person. Um, for me, it felt like a good thing. And then all of a sudden when it gets criticized, you really retreat inward. And then you start wearing the more comfortable, casual basics. Like it's, it's, it happens all the time. Um, but when you can stand on your own two feet and say, maybe this is extra and I love it. And I'm going to wear it anyways. Mm -hmm. And you do. And how good that feels. It's not only taking your own power back and, and, you know, feeling good or whatever, but it's also showing yourself that you're more important than what other people think of you. Because at the end of the day, people are going to judge us no matter what we do, where say people were probably judging me when I wasn't dressed up just as much as they were when I was, it's just there's something more to talk about when you're wearing something dressed up. But a lot of times it goes back to their own, their own blocks. Like, you know, maybe they want to be more dressed up and they don't know how to, or they got criticized or whatever it is. So I love that you were so intuitively guided. And I think what was cool from working with you for me was, so we did your kind of personal shopping the first time we worked together and we got we got you a lot of stuff. And then the second time was when you really had gotten this intuitive download around dressing more kind of in the goddess vibes, which is when we originally worked together, which I was really wanting to do more of with you, but I could tell you just kind of weren't there yet. Like we've gotten a couple of things, but we kind of changed up your style a lot the second time. And I, it felt to me much more Christina at her core that's ready to come out. And so to see that and witness that, um, process with you is actually really cool because I think now you're really embodying a style that feels so aligned with who you are, the gifts that you offer, um, and what feels good for you. And it's like that nice little combo of everything. Well, thank you. I mean, I feel so much more myself. And I told you that it was like, I just felt more myself and I didn't realize I, I wasn't before because of what I was wearing. And like, I mean, sometimes like the other day I just threw on, I was like going to go in the forest and roll around in the dirt, you know, usual, right. usual thing. Like one and does. Yeah. Like one does, <laughs> you know, when you're me and I threw on just like an old sweatshirt and some old shorts. And I was like, ew. I was like, I don't like this. I was like, it doesn't feel my, good anymore. It's like, it, it literally, I can't even do this. Like I can't even go to the forest like this. Like I feel weird. And yeah. And that's so interesting for myself. But then the other thing, and it, like, there's so many dynamics to this and it's just like as a business owner, right. And like doing what I do, but also I think this is really obvious to me. It's really obvious to me when I lived in LA and it's definitely obvious to me in, in San Diego, but I, it is a stark difference how people treat me like what depending on what I'm wearing like right. and to be to be totally honest like you know in a fucked up way I I experienced this hardcore with my weight as well like oh, when, yeah. I, when I was so thin and everybody mm -hmm. people would come up to me and ask like ask me to model ask me for my number and then it's like you get to a healthy weight and suddenly they don't you, you know nobody it goes away yeah. yeah you're like whoa right but same yeah. thing with clothes like I have played with this where it's like and I'll go out and it's just doing my thing. And then the second 
I'm wearing something that is, you know, less subtle, right? <laughs> like, like less subtle people are coming up to you and people are talking to you. And like, you, you know, it's just very interesting. People treat you differently. Is, people treat you differently. Your energy is also more outwardly projected. So people are gravitating towards your energy. And then mm-hmm. also the best thing is it inspires a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So many people in my circle, when, when they see that I get dressed up or even someone, a stranger at the grocery store or whatever, I know it inspired them because they told me, Oh my gosh, yeah, I want to rock my old combat boots or like whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, like we should all be helping each other feel inspired and lifted up to create and feel good and wear the things that we want to wear and just put more intention into that because, you know, it just changes the energy collectively of mm-hmm. everyone in our environment, whether they're yeah. a stranger or a family member. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is a lot of people just don't know like what their style even is. Right. right? Or like how to, where to even start and like, or even how to dress for their body type, yes. you know, because there's a huge difference, like learning yes. what cuts are best for me, like totally changed mm-hmm. how I felt about clothes because I suddenly didn't dread it. You know, it's like, Oh, this is what like works better for my body. Right. Um, and even you know, even with, with colors like that, that kind of align with Mm -hmm. you, you know, so how do you help somebody start to figure that out? Yeah, I I do agree with you. I think that that is a a block for people. And so then they just don't even get started. And, and that's why I love the work because it really helps you unlock your, your own personal style. Everyone has a unique personal style. I believe it fully. You just might not have tapped into it yet. And so I begin with this. It's a, intensive intake form. It's basically, I'm building a style archetype, if you will. And we go over everything from, you know, your astrology and your human design characteristics to, you know, what colors you like, what colors you gravitate towards, what colors you don't like, what styles you currently wear, what's, um, what stores do you shop at? What's, uh, you know, people on Instagram, are you looking at and loving their style? Send me a link to their profile what are your measurements? I get all of their measurements. Um, because I think it's important to understand. I don't, I don't like to put, uh, I don't like the term body type, but I do think that there is something about everyone has a unique way that they look and there are silhouettes and styles that you can, um, wear that will accentuate that. So I will help you figure that out. So you're giving me all of this information. And then we meet for a 90 minute consult and we go over everything. And we also look at your existing wardrobe because a lot of times in your existing wardrobe, there's either a, a bunch of stuff that needs to be, you know, cut out and cleared out. There's also a lot of hidden gems that people just don't even know how to style properly. So it's like reimagining some of your pieces and I can help you put together outfits and combinations you might not have considered. Um, but also it's, it's understanding, okay, if I have an hourglass figure, this silhouette is going to look better on me than this silhouette, this cut, this, uh, you know, skinny jean versus straight leg jean, those types of things. Um, what are the body parts that you really love about yourself? And what are the ones that you are having a harder time around? We can work around that. You know, a lot of my clients, um, 
really self-conscious over their abdomen area. A lot of them have, you know, chronic gut stuff. And so there's dresses and and tops that you can wear that really uh, cover that area and don't draw as much attention there. But that means we're going to draw attention to an area that you do like, like your awesome shoulders or your, um, your chest, uh, you know, some, another part of your body that you feel really good about. And so it's finding that balance and it really takes sometimes a second set of eyes looking at you to help you figure out what that is. And what I hear a lot, and I think you've told me this before too, it's like some of the things I pick or suggest for clients to try, they're like, ah, this isn't my style or no, I could never wear this. And I'm like, just order it and just like, give, just give it a minute. And then they get it and they're like, oh my God, like this actually, wow. Like, and it kind of, it changes the game for them. they never would have considered that. Or it's, it goes back to that criticism thing where I didn't think I could wear that. I've told, I've been made fun of before for wearing that. And it's helping them work through that, looking at that and empowering them to feel uh, good to wear the thing that they secretly want to wear that they just need a little push. Yeah. I mean, I think that part of it is kind of validating because it's like, okay, I actually don't mind shopping, but the problem is I always just, I gravitate toward the same thing again and again. And it's like, if the point is I'm trying to like switch up my style, right. Then I can't just gravitate toward the same thing. So often the things that I wouldn't original, I wouldn't initially go for, like I had to learn like, Oh, that's, that might be the thing. Right. Cause I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't usually go for it. Uh, but I think also just with all of the recommendations you gave, it was so, it was just so funny to me because even with just like styles and prints and pieces, you were like, I don't know if you've thought about this, but all of the things that you suggested, I'm like, I used to love that when I was younger. Like it it was, <laughs> I do feel, I do feel in a way I can, and I don't know if it's because I'm empathic, but mm-hmm. I can really get into someone's kind of essence when yeah. we work together. And I have a hunch on, on pieces like that. It's almost like I don't want to say I'm intuitively guided, but perhaps I am. Um, oh, yeah. Because I, I do feel like there's some kind of like, I have picked things for people and they're just like, oh my God, this is like the thing that I used to always wear that I haven't worn in forever. Or this is the thing where I've always wanted to wear and I was told that I, I it was too mm-hmm. revealing or it was too much. I couldn't wear it and now I'm feeling good in it. And it's like, I don't know what what's all about that. But I do know that, um, because I've struggled with this so much myself, I think I am able to look objectively at people and just really find the parts that they love about themselves and help them bring it out. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just, I love the work so much because it really does. I think you can notice, uh, very distinctly when we meet for our console. And then when we meet for like a styling session, a couple of weeks later, when they've gotten some pieces or reimagined some existing pieces in their wardrobe, how their whole energy is literally shifted. They're like sitting up more upright. They're smiling more. Mm-hmm. They're more engaged. They're feeling more proud of themselves and confident. And it's like, that is the coolest thing ever. Like, it's just yeah. like the, literally the most rewarding experience I can witness of to see in people. And so, you know, I, I think so many times people need to match some of their clothes to their lifestyle too. So it's like, 
the work we do together is also getting really realistic about what is your lifestyle and does your existing wardrobe match that? Um, and if not, like what needs to come in to match it? Cause if at the end of the day you are working at home and you know, you're not going out a lot, you're, it's not, doesn't make any sense to shop for a bunch of like evening dresses and, um, corporate work clothes. Like it's really like fine tuning, like what is the least amount of things you can have so that you can have things, every single thing fits in your world and in your life that makes sense. And it makes you feel good. And, and how are these pieces interchangeable? And that's where a lot of the color comes in. It's like, I still really like to work with, you know, a pretty, like a handful of like five to seven colors of like your base colors. So you can interchange things. So you don't have to buy a bunch of stuff. And the same with like, when I redid my living room, for example, you don't have to get everything at once. The most important thing is really clearing the space, identifying what needs to go, and then looking at what you have and making having a list. And I provide like a, a list of like what you need to have, what you should consider having. Um, and then piece by piece, you can build that in. So that way you can get pieces that you truly love. Yeah. Well, and it's such a stark difference that I didn't even realize until after I had changed my closet of like, I didn't even realize that before I'd go into my closet every morning and really like, it only pick from like four things. And now it's like, yeah. wait, I could pick from my whole closet. Like I ne- never experienced that before. That's, right? It's like magic to my ears. That's what uh, I want to hear. It's yes, wild. But it is like, that's what I want for everyone. It's like when you open your closet, instead of the gravitating towards the same five things, it's like, no, I have opportunities in my entire closet. My entire closet makes me feel good. Like what? Like that's an amazing feeling. It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. Well, I'm, can you share, what is your, what is your human design and your astrology? My human design, I'm a generator. Mm -hmm. Um, so like you, so I am sacral responder three, five. So I like to experiment (laughs) a lot. I like to take a lot of fashion risks and fail a lot, you know, but I, at, at my core, I, the clothes have to do something to me. They have to light me up. They have to feel, I have to feel something. If I pick something up and I'm just buying it because of necessity or because I'm checking a box. I often only wear it the one time and then I never wear it again. And I really noticed that. And I was wasting so much money and time and clothes that way. And so now I wait for that gut response lighting me up. And sometimes it's the more expensive piece. I will be real. I (laughs) am a Libra as my sun sign. So I do love a luxury moment, but what I've noticed about that, instead of feeling bad about that, which I used to do all the time, if I'm buying something and it's a little bit more expensive, but I'm wearing it because I love it, Mm -hmm. the cost per wear. Yeah. That's my favorite calculation is the cost per wear calculation. It's, it really goes down because then I'm actually wearing it. I'm not buying the thing again, um, to try and fix the last thing I bought that I wasn't happy with. So I am a generator in human design. And then my astrology, I'm Libra sun. So I like luxury. I like things. I'm very indecisive. I like one look one day, the next day I'm like rocking something completely different. So my style's really all over the place. Um, I'm a Pisces moon and I'm a Sagittarius rising. So Mm. I I like some boho mixed in there. Um, And with the Pisces, it's like 
I'm emotional at my core. And so sometimes I do have to wrap myself in leggings and comfortable things and just be okay with that day needing to, to nurture that more emotional side of me that, that needs that Mm -hmm. comfort. I love that. It makes, it makes so much sense because it's funny. It's like, I mean, that's a gift, right? To take somebody's like energetic essence and then translate that into style, but it matches, it matches so well. Like it's fascinating. It's like our personality traits, but when that's why I love doing those readings for people. I do. I have 60 minute sessions where if that's what, if you just want to dig into that and a couple of other things, you can just buy a one-off with me, but it's also included in my, my fuller package. And I think people get the most out of that because it Mm -hmm. changes the game for them. And again, it's about, it's about understanding how you're made up and how you're designed so that you stop feeling shame about it. Like Mm -hmm. when I could stop feeling shame about the fact that I'm indecisive and the fact that I wear lots of different types of styles and that I mess up with my style a lot and, and, and that I like, uh, higher end things sometimes then it was like, okay, like we can work with this now that we know to expect it, we can budget for it. We can plan for it. We can make other allowances to make space for it instead of like trying to suppress it and go around mm-hmm. it and all these things. So it's super helpful. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense with like, you know, some people have more like minimalist style compared to some people where it's more vibrant and like lots of colors, like it, like it, like matches the personality, but it's funny because a while ago, I remember I had gotten, it was about astrology, something I had bought a long time ago. That was like a workbook thing, whatever. And I remember this person like said, according to my astrology, like you should be wearing a lot of black and red. And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, absolutely not. (laughs) Not be more wrong. (laughs) That's not my, that's not my vibe. Um, but it, I mean, it kind of used to be, it was really interesting because I used to wear black. I used to only wear black. And then this year I made this like transition where I basically only wear white. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's true. You have, that's actually very true. You have, you used to wear a lot of black. I remember Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, Well, and that's the other thing about this. It's like, when I give someone their astrology and their human design, I'm like, look, this is generalized information. I personalize it based on what I know about the person, but sometimes I don't know the person at all. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, this is literally generalized information. Does this resonate? And Mm -hmm. sure enough, if, even if it's not a hundred percent, there's usually some juicy nugget that they're like, Oh, that's why I always like to wear big earrings or whatever it is. But now this isn't so much me. And it's like, cool, like leave it. Don't, you don't have to take everything just like astrology and human design in general, take the stuff that is helpful and, and leave mm-hmm. the rest. Um, and also we change our style changes. It evolved. That's a, another reason why keeping the, the clothes from high school is just really not working for you or doing you any favors because we're supposed to evolve and change as humans. And our style is one of those things that also evolves, mm-hmm. um, as we get older and new seasons in life and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I will say, I think and I have a lot of like entrepreneurs listening to the podcast. And I think it's one of the most helpful things you can do as an entrepreneur. Um, and I've been telling you like, this comes up a lot. in like some of the masterminds I'm in, like they talk a lot about like, like having my stylist and upgrading my wardrobe. It's so important. Like your image is <laughs> your, your money, your money magnet. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like you're on camera a lot. You're needing to, to present yourself, uh, on film very well. And, and, the clothes do correlate to how confident you feel. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. believe that. 
yeah so it's made it's made a huge difference honestly and I'm like so glad I'm glad to hear that yeah Thank I'm like really into this whole thing now like the environment too, the house I mean we could go into a whole thing on that but I I'm sure that this has sparked some thought for people and what what would you recommend somebody do if they they're like ah oh, man I need to probably clean out my closet but where do I start I'm overwhelmed yeah I mean <laughs> First of all, you can go on my website. I have a couple free blog posts. I also have a free guide that helps walk you through it that you can download. So check out my website. But what I would say is start, it sounds cheesy maybe, but start with your journal. I would first get clear on like, how do you want to feel? What do you want your style to be every day? What feels good in your wardrobe right now? What isn't feeling good right now? What's the overall vibe of your closet in its current state um, for good and for bad? Write all the things down. And then when you look at your closet, it's not going through it and taking stuff out. It's literally taking everything out. And I know that that sounds overwhelming and like a total pain, but the only way you can really look at everything that you have and to go through it and feel into it is to take it all out. So carve out a weekend. This is not supposed to be a one hour situation and, and give yourself time to literally take everything out, try things on that you're indecisive about, um, some things are going to be automatic. It goes back in there. Some things you're going to be like, I don't know. Some things you're going to be like, I want it to work, but it doesn't like they go in these designated piles that I, I guide you through. And that helps you just understand what you're working with and also unearth a lot of gems that are probably hidden that you forgot about. Um, and this includes your dresser. So I'm not playing around. Like you got to take everything out and often, and this has happened to a couple of people I've worked with. It inspires them to do it in their whole house. So it's like, mm -hmm. they start with the, doing it for themselves in their closet. And then all of a sudden they're doing their kids' rooms. They're doing, uh, the living room. It's like the junk drawers. It's like those dark corners, the closets, the junk drawers that we're keeping stuff. That's the stuff that needs to be looked at and cleared out. And so the first step is to literally take it all out because nothing goes back in that doesn't belong there anymore. And you just have to get ruthless with it. Mm -hmm. I think uh, honestly, for me, that's the most helpful thing. Like I just had to be ruthless and yeah. then like, it's I, brutal. yeah, it's brutal. And I had to, it really helped me to just be like, I'm going to put anything that's it's, if it's not a help, like a hell yes, then it goes in this pile. And yes. if it goes in this pile, I can just go in another closet. And if I really need it, I can go back to the other closet. Um, but I had to give myself a chance to only have the hell yeses in the closet. It's, it's like that saying, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it's so true when it comes to this process. And again, I loved your idea of like kind of the baby stepping yourself off those, those items, which I guarantee you'll eventually get rid of all, mm -hmm. if not most of them. But sometimes it's helpful to have that as a backup contingency. It's like, okay, this is really ruthless. So I'm going to put these <laughs> things, I'm going to put these things in a side closet and like get yeah. back to it in a couple of months and get rid of the for sure no's. But if it's not a hell yes, it's, it's literally enough. Yeah. It really is. It's unless as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, unless you're really ready. It's funny. I was thinking about how, um, after, 
middle like elementary school middle school my sister and i we had saved all of our uniforms and we had a huge bonfire and we burned our uniforms and like ran around (laughs) ran around the fire like (laughs) so excited it's like burning this symbol of oppression (laughs) i love it i mean i don't not not advocate for that those types of things i have i've cut up like ex-boyfriend t-shirts and stuff Mm -hmm. like that with scissors because it's like it's also the energy behind that sometimes some pieces, not everything, but some are more loaded than others. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, they carry more emotional weight. And those are the ones that I say, you don't have to, you know, donate. You can actually save one or two things to like shred or rip up or cut. Or if you want to have a bonfire with your mm-hmm. friends, because it's cathartic. It's part of the, the release process and the healing process and the moving forward process. And then the space that you've created uh, via doing this closet cleansing and, and healing some of the old emotional wounds, it, it's profound. It creates space for the new energy to come in. That's ready. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many, how many clients I've had who are trying to manifest in partners. And I'm like, do you still have any of your old partner stuff? Yes. Oh, yeah. Just a box, just some, le- just some little things here and there. Oh, just a sweatshirt, just some letter. Like, no, you're, I mean, you're literally still holding on to it. Do you think that the love of your life feels welcome and are exactly. holding on to this guy's crap? Like that's, <laughs> that's literally, that's the biggest block I think for partnership mm-hmm. people. And it's hard. If you live with someone, you have furniture. It's like, you, yeah. you have to get ruthless. It's like, is this holding me back? And if that coffee table comes up, Ooh, it's time yeah. to deal with that coffee table or like whatever it is. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's, there's things and it's just, we justify them for a zillion reasons. We don't want to be wasteful. And I love that, but at the end of the day, if it's preventing you from your next partnership, don't yeah. you think donating that table and getting a new one is mm-hmm. well worth that yeah. move? Yes. Yeah. You can donate, you can sell, like you can, you got to release it, you yeah. know, I think so. Totally. <sighs> it's a big detox. It's a big detox. Yeah. You'll feel oh so God. much lighter after I promise it's so, as hard as it is. You do feel so much better afterwards. Yeah so much better. Oh my God. Well, this has been amazing. And I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you and you guys, I can't recommend Tiffany enough. She's, she's the best. I'm obsessed with her. Thank you for seeing that. I'm obsessed with her. So I'm I'm obsessed with you too. It's a mutual (laughs) obsession, by the way. I love it. I love it. Well, (laughs) let everybody know where they can connect more with you. Um, and if they want to work with you, how they would find you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This has been so much fun. I can talk about this stuff with you all day. Um, So my website is epiphanywithtiffany.com and you can find me also on Instagram, epiphanywithtiffany. Awesome. Cool. Well, we'll link it in the show notes. Reach out to Tiffany. Yeah, I would love love to to work with you. Yeah, yeah. And if if you guys uh, feel inspired to detox your closet so you can tag us so we can see oh my god so we yes can please see. i want all the gory details yeah <laughs> all the details <laughs> love it all right thank you so much tiffany thank you christina huge thank you to tiffany for coming on the podcast and sharing all of her knowledge she is so fabulous if you want to connect with her be sure to reach out to her on instagram at epiphany with tiffany and on her website epiphanywithtiffany.com if you enjoyed this episode be sure to take a screenshot share it to social media tag me tag tiffany that way we can repost you and say a big thank you it truly means the world when you spread the word about this podcast it is 
this community, the support of this community that keeps the podcast alive and thriving. So thank you so much for all of those shares, all the ratings, interviews. One minute of a rating interview can truly make my day, make my week. And it means so much. So thank you all for that. And I'm sending so much love your way. So much love. Hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next episode.